So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like. Um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi guys, I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please could you like and subscribe to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, my good I'm man? I'm doing fantastic, That's man. How I are like. you doing? <laughs> That's what I like to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we were talking about it before we started recording, but everything's just so insanely busy lately, isn't it? It's been crazy, man. Like, the, uh, I feel like we're not in season, but it feels like we are. I feel like everybody's busy. All the businesses I know, everybody everybody I know that runs a business right now has been busy. Uh, James is busy at the salon. I've been busy with the photography. You've been busy with our recording and stuff. So yeah. it's been it's been nuts, man. Yeah, just, you know, I'm like breathlessly busy. I think, you know, it's all, a lot of people have moved here, you know? Yeah. It's just, in general, it, there's just more going on these days down here. They should all just go home. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> Including me. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> nah, you're all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. This weekend we played at the Kilted Mermaid in Das. Yes, we? yes. Kilted, uh, Kilted's always a blast, but uh, it was especially fun this weekend because uh, uh, he has a uh, an upright bass that he's trying to part ways with, and uh, it may have found a new home in my house. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, so what we're going to uh, do yeah. is we're going to go up there and play three times for nothing, and then you get the bass. Yeah, and then I get the bass, and then I and then I tell you guys that I'm going to pay you, but I don't pay you, and then you guys essentially buy me a bass. <laughs> so like that's that's the mo. That's what's going to happen. I and mean, you just the truth <laughs> is, it's it's such a cool thing getting a new double bass that I might even be up for that. Dude, it's nice. It's a uh, it's a. Uh, like the one I have now is black and everything. This one's all um, blonde. Um, uh, it, it's just it's just really nice. It's yeah, a, it's a, an Engelhart. Uh, it's a really nice bass. That's sick. And you know, but it is a lot to have multiple double bases because they're yeah. so big. But ultimately, it's what you you know you use it to make your living. So yeah. only having one is a pretty yeah. like precarious situation. That being know? said, I still have a bruise here from uh, when I told my wife that I had just bought another base. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, she she was unhappy about it. But. Well, you know, it's all right. You could yeah. sell one of your other ones. I know you're never going to do that. No, <laughs> no, that'll never happen. <laughs> so we have young Cassidy here with us today. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's going on, man? Good. 
Yeah, <laughs> all right, nice one. So we've got, um, we got Daniel over here next to me, and he's on guitar in the band. Then we've got Mike there, and he, he's on bass. And then we've got Alex over there on guitar and Raul on the end, singer. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for coming up here. Um, you guys came up from Fort Lauderdale, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, wicked. Um, I've been watching a bunch of stuff online and listening to stuff. Love the band, man. It's everything's so sort of polished and 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 just the look is right and everything, yeah. and the songs are good. You know, you guys are slick. You're awesome. Dude, thank you so thank you. much. These guys have yeah, appreciate so it. much energy live. It's not even <laughs> funny, man. I saw them down south. Uh, I don't even know the name of the place. It was in Miami or something, right? Yeah, it's yeah. this new spot called the Citadel. Citadel? Yeah, the, the Citadel. Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel. The Citadel. Yeah. I think it had something to do with uh, one of the radio stations has it as like their performance lounge or something. But it's but it's a good you know good sized stage and everything. And I saw these guys down there, and they just like they blew the roof off the place, man. Yeah, was, wicked. That's how you yeah. do it, man. That's yeah, how man. you do it. So much for saying that. That's yeah, awesome. it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, man. It's the first time I've seen you guys live. It was fun. It was fun. So, um, where did you get your name from? Where's I, I ask that question a lot, but I am genuinely curious. Where's Young Cassidy from? So we got we, our first podcast asked that question, and I was like, I don't even know how to go about that. But basically, how it happens for many bands, you know, you just go through a list of like all these band names and yeah and shit. And my my biggest thing with it was uh, two things. One, I just didn't want it to be like something that's easily searchable on the internet and then you run into like a, a bunch of stuff like that because we were like oh yeah. reaper that's a cool name yeah but then you look that up online and it's like so many bands and so many band names with that stuff so yeah my brother sent me the i'm, I'm a big uh like uh, 1800 19 1900 it's like a uh, gangster like uh fanatic when it comes to films like that and yeah then, cool you know butch cassidy was uh something that i've always been following and and he was you know it's cool because it's like oh he was a bank robber and all this stuff but it was like kind of shows like rebellion and like not following the system yeah so i thought the cassidy name was cool with that and then we just kind of were like what do we just like attach young to it you know yeah that always totally. works yeah. and we we're like yeah it has a little bit of a sort of hip-hop sort of vibe to it too yeah dude that we get that all the time that's really <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah we used to start our shows with uh we're young Cassidy. If you thought you're at a rap show, you're at the wrong fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, but not in a bad way. I mean, you know, yeah. I, do, I think it's awesome. So, um, all right, why don't we uh, delve a little bit into how you all got into music? And let's start with um, Daniel here. How? What's the, your sort of story of um, of like, how did you end up picking up an instrument? Honestly, uh, I the, one of the first punk rock bands that I've ever seen was Green Day. Yeah. Uh, I used to watch a lot of MTV back in the day when uh, they would do like Headbangers Ball and sure. uh, you know like um, like all, all different kinds of uh, shows that they had on MTV and I saw a Green Day music video and I, it was the Basket Case song and I still love that song it's like one of my favorite songs today and when I saw them I was like yo these crazy guys like I have to be like them <laughs> yeah. they're amazing like they're so cool so it was like one of my um, one of my favorite songs I also got into it through video games like I, I had said in a in like another interview like uh with crazy taxi if you ever heard the offspring song on that uh video game uh that was like one of my favorites as well i also was really into like slipknot way back when when they did uh the resident evil movie yeah um you know they had made a music video like that was based on that movie and it was just it was so cool that was like uh when i first ever started like playing and you know, really getting into music and stuff like that. So, no, I can relate to a lot of that, like Green Day and The Offspring, especially when I was like, when I was like 13, 14, and um, it, it, I was showing my age a little bit. It's like when, around when Dookie came out. Yeah. And um, I was just 
super into it, you know, watching those live shows and being like, wow, you know, I want to do something like that. Because yeah. punk had really been dragged into the mainstream around then, you know, in right. the early yeah. 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I actually, I heard the, the Dookie album, like, after I had uh, discovered the Basket Case song on MTV, and uh, it was one of the only albums where I thought, like, every song on this album is perfect. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. So I just, you know, I blasted that, you know, for years and years still to this day so it's definitely like uh one of my major influences and in, in starting anything music so yeah sick. yeah did you do you have a uh, guitar lessons i did not i'm self-taught <laughs> youtube university right here yeah that's a, lo- that's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people <laughs> graduated from that man. yeah <laughs> for real you know, yeah. there's there's definitely instruments where where the YouTube university's gone a long way with me, and a lot of guitar stuff too. You know, I I did have guitar lessons in my life, but um, but you know, tons of the stuff I learn now is off YouTube. It's great, there's right. so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't bash lessons at all. I think you know, honestly, like most of the great guitar players I've ever seen usually do lessons. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, there's still a bunch of amazing things, like amazing resources you can still like do from learning. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, but yeah. Were your parents into music and stuff, or did you kind of discover it yourself? No, it's so weird. Like, um, the rest of my family actually grew up with, like, uh, Spanish music or rap music. Okay. That's actually what I was into before I even started listening to punk. I was into hip-hop, listening right. to, like, you know, uh, Biggie and Tupac and things like that. And um, so this was, like, this is, like, this style is completely separate from, sure. like, gotcha. you know, my friends and family, you know, growing up and stuff, so... I learn new things every time, you know. You know? Yeah. I, we didn't know that about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys want to switch to pop, you know, he's got you, man. The band I was in years ago, Sonic Boom 6, was, you know, really a blend of, like, the fact that we liked punk rock, but we also liked hip-hop, you know. That was, like, what we were all about, and it was the same It was the same deal. I, I, I got into punk pre—so— I was into it in the early 90s when when there was that kind of explosion and I kind of drifted away. I was listening to a bunch of different stuff. But um, then I re-got back into it around like 21, 22. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I joined this band and then all of a sudden, we, we you know, I was playing a million shows and, and starting to go on tour and everything. And I was like, all right, I just grabbed it by the horns and yeah. Yeah. went with it. But um, but yeah, in the intervening time between those two kind of periods of in, being into punk, you know, I, I would listen to a lot of hip hop and dance music, and then that ended up making what the band sounded like. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mike, how did you uh, get into music? I have a deep bloodline of music. And let's hear about it. Yeah, I mean, as Dan said, he he doesn't, but um, music's been in my family as far back as my great grandmother and great grandfather. Cool. Um, I do not know what they were into and played. They were in Italy. Oh, nice. Um, But I know that my grandmother was a singer. Yeah. And my grandfather was a saxophone player. Nice. Um, That leads into my father, who's a multifaceted musician. He's a great... He started playing bass in high school. That's his main instrument. But he's a great guitar player, too, like... I remember being four or five years old. Um, I think like the first song I ever heard was probably uh, there was two. Um, one was "Hot for Teacher" by Van Halen. <laughs> I mean, my dad was always playing. Love he loves Van Halen. He loves Eddie. Yeah. Um, 
he would play that in, in the living room, you know, on the amp out of his cool fucking Kramer guitar yeah. from the 80s. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I had a mullet when I was a kid, too, because, <laughs> you know, if your dad's a, if your dad's an 80s guitar player, I mean, that's what was going you on. You got to bring the mullet back. Just <laughs> <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, yeah, he was heavily into Eddie. He also loved uh, Nuno Bentoncourt from Extreme. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. Yeah, he's so probably, he's like a real shredder. Then he yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Sick. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Van Halen and Extreme were the first bands I've ever really heard in my life. I think. Back oh, that's like a baptism of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Ozzy too, Black Sabbath stuff with my dad. Um, my uncle, who married into my family, is also. A musician so okay. as a young kid I was surrounded by both of them you know my mom would go to work so my dad would go to work um, so me and my cousin would be with my as he at his house with my aunt or his dad during the day yeah. sometimes I don't know all of the details back then can't remember them all but I was either at my house and we were fucking jamming yeah all the time or we were over there and my uncle had a band called Assassin back in the 90s. The Sass? Yeah, I love it. Assassin. Oh, Assassin. Oh, I think you said The Sass. Sass. Assassin's <laughs> a great band name, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Assassin, got it. Um, and I remember going to my first gig, which was his band's show. I don't know where it was. I know it was somewhere in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and me and my cousin were blown away about what was going on there. The lights and the big... Tama white 80s drum set with the fucking three or four rack toms and yeah. the cymbals were super high and the drummer wore gloves you know it was the whole Motley Crue thing going on and I was gravitated to the drummer yeah you know oh yeah Mikey's a, a drummer originally uh, I play right, cool. I play a couple different instruments sure you know, I guess I'm modest about it but um uh, yeah, and I was like, he's a great triangle player. <laughs> <laughs> I was super stoked on that. Um, and then my uncle and my dad, my dad did a side job, and the guy gave him the drum set as as the money, right. you know, as the payment. And one Christmas morning, never forget that morning. I wanted that drum set, and uh, I came around the corner through the kitchen. Cut that corner into the living room, and there was a fucking drum set. Yeah. Every other toy that I got that Christmas, I could really care less about. I know that feeling. I went right to it and started playing with those red drumsticks that they gave me. Isn't it just being given an instrument for like a thing like that, birthday or Christmas, is just the best? Especially when you're not quite expecting it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, it's happened to me a couple of times. Even in my adult life, my my father-in-law... Peter is a very generous man, and a couple of years ago for my birthday, he bought me a bass. I even couldn't believe it. It's a nice one too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's so the best feeling, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is when somebody tries to they wrap up a drum set, but it like it looks exactly like a drum yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's all like every Tom is wrapped. That's up how I was envisaging. Yeah, 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 I wonder what that is. Yeah. 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 Worse when they wrap up 
what looks like a drum set, you unwrap and it's like pots and pans. You're like, ah, damn it. That would have been my first drum set. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I I was just gonna bang on garbage cans. Like, I was so poor, (laughs) like growing up. So I was like, yo, my. I originally wanted to play drums, and I was just ready to just get every like garbage can, pot and pan, just like just smash the shit out of it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you end up picking up the bass, man? Well. The bass was something that my dad tried to teach me when I was about seven. You know, the drum thing was when I was like four or five. When I was somewhere between seven and ten, I remember him giving me his white bass, and the thing was huge, (laughs) and my hands were so small, and I was just like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. You know, and he's like, come on, right here. Just play this root note and follow along. Like, I'm trying to teach, and I was just like... No, this is this is yeah. the worst thing ever. For kids, it's tough. For the yeah, bass, and yeah. I was a little annoyed and unhappy with it, and I never touched it again. Actually, wow. Um, come to find out, I do play bass in Young Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I uh, I ended up picking up different instruments throughout my lifetime. Um, but back to the point of everything that we're talking about, I had music come around in my life. Yeah, it's engraved in my family. It's in my bloodline. That's I was just great. reading the Dave Grohl book. Yeah. You know, the first chapter, I can't recall specifically what it's called um, because I, was a, I wasn't in my right mind, if you know what I mean, <laughs> when I was reading it. Um, but uh, it's in our DNA. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that, but man. I give it to my dad and my uncle for showing me this life and... Um, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's that... been a crazy, cool, interesting, unique, super fun experience well, it, playing music. It gives music. you something to care about. It gives you something bigger than just the everyday sort of like humdrum sort of life. You know, like it gives you a higher reason to yeah. to be alive. You know what I mean? Right. It gives you a raison d'etre. It gives you it gives like you a reason to right, yeah, sure. exactly. We're lucky as musicians to have... A per, like something that we found that gives us purpose yeah so many people we know like they don't have that you know and they're still fine they're yeah. still looking you know yeah no doubt we man. just kind of knew so alex how, how did you find yourself getting into music just growing up my parents always had like classic rock old school classic rock on the radio good old school r&b yeah so i was always like playing air guitar to that as a kid and then no one in my family plays um but just getting into middle school high school and just pick wanted a guitar finally and got into it by myself self-taught and nice that's pretty much it yeah good stuff man so uh what about you raul what's your musical story uh so me I, we had a cousin that had a drum set i'm a drum there's like 70 drummers in this that's band. great <laughs> uh, so there I, always he, are man right, right. <laughs> So we, uh, and unless, once you're trying to find a band, then there's never a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> you just trying to start a band, then there's never a drummer. But, uh, so he had a drum set at his house, and, like, you know, we'd go to, like, family parties and stuff, and it was just a bunch of old people being boring. So I would always go upstairs, and he had the set there, and just started playing, messing around with that. That led me to, you know, really become a drummer. And then my brother, at the time, he's, like, four years younger than me. He's the drummer, but he's not here now. He, uh... He wanted to start picking up drums too, and I was kind of like, "No, nah, no, nah, dude, that's my thing," you know. Yeah. So I, what I did, I was like, "Yo, Dad," I told my dad. We went to this flea market one time, and there was a guitar, a shitty guitar. 
probably didn't even work. I can't remember. Yeah. But I was like, Dad, you need to buy this for Gabe so that it gives us something to do together. Yeah. And then we just kind of went from there. Like, he was just playing guitar and I was playing drums. I think mm. I got my first... I was definitely a Pots and Pans kid yeah, forever. Yeah. And then I finally got the set and that was pretty much the beginning of everything. That's cool, man. My, my brother and I did the same thing. He was drums, I was guitar, and we just, just spent hours, you know. Yeah, it's just it's a really good way to bond. Like, if you have, like, yeah. a brother or a sister even, like, you're just yeah, like, for sure. like, now we could do this thing together, you know. And so many bands, successful bands, are uh, have that unit. There's always, like, a brother and a brother, or, you know, yeah. a brother and a sister. Yeah, yeah, very common, no doubt about it. Um, so when it comes to songwriting process, when, when you guys are practicing, like... Um, like a who writes who who sort of starts writing the song like is there is there one of you that like writes more of the songs than others and and then also how do you develop the song when you're writing it so i feel so a lot a couple of us have like you know we we've been into like the punk rock thing for a long time like mikey for example mikey's og he's played in a bunch of punk bands and i kind of had i do my thing with it too you know and uh so when it comes to songwriting i usually i'll bring like an idea yeah that's like very raw and just like a lot of emotion and feel and i take it to my bro and my bro is like a he's like a big pop dude so he he can like he could take something because i don't play guitar but i play enough to like write a song you know what i mean power chords and once i have an idea and a melody i focus a lot on melody because because i don't play good enough guitar i just try to like okay it's the same four chords but i could do so many vocal melodies to them you know yeah yeah yeah. but i usually i'll bring that to my bro and then he just kind of like picks it up and he's a great guitar player and he just kind of like tunes it up and makes it like what it is you know but most but there's always ideas coming from everywhere like i'm always like dude if you guys have any ideas because you know like i'm only one mind sure you know there's definitely a sound that we've like curated into but it's always going to be a little bit different when somebody brings an idea you know like this last song that we're about to put out soon like mikey came up with that song right he understood where we were going with it and understood the sound and just brought it into the into the playing field and we were like, oh, this is perfect, you know? So for the most part, I would say, like, you know, it's me and my brother, but there's always, like, that one song that can come from any of these guys, you know? Yeah, wait And then we man. just all take it. So nice. um, what about, like, the recording sound really, really good? How are you getting those done? Are you going to a studio or is it, like, home recording stuff? So that back to my so my my brother he's not here but he's uh he's a he's a he's more he's our drummer but he's yeah. fucking way more than our drummer so he uh you know he's he's done a lot of producing and stuff like that so he has a little studio and we just go in there and we just we we record everything there nice. once we have a, a solidified like song then we send it out to mix we're still testing people out there's two guys that we kind of really work with and you know they they're able to like just take it to that next level sure but we're always shopping you know because a producer could do so much for your song, you know, yeah, they could, they can make one, or break it. Yeah, they can make right. or break it. You know, one hundred percent. And and you know, there's times where we're like, uh, we're trying. You know, we're all into like this like '90s, 2000s kind of sound, but still want it to be kind of very polished. Yeah. So we're always looking for that person that's just gonna be like, you know, like, damn, dude, like this song is perfect. So we, we'll, there's songs that are bigger songs that sound more like, uh, like stadium rock songs. Yeah. And we'll go to the specific dude. But if we have a song that just feels raw, then we yeah. go to this other dude, you know? Yeah, I got you. And he kind of, like, they, they just find the feel. Yeah, yeah, nice. So to answer the question, we record everything, and then we just send it out. Yeah, and it's good to find some stuff out, because I feel like, especially with the mix, you can get too close to it, you know? Yes. I mixed our last album, but it was really hard, because... because you, you're just so close to it, you start not, not being able to see the whip of the trees. And... Yeah. Um, you know, I ended up being pretty proud of it, but um, 
now I listen back and I'm like, oh no, that was pretty good. But because I'd worked on it for so long, all I could hear was the mistakes. You said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how like uh, something once you like put it out to the world, it just it glues together like in yeah. your ear. You know, when you're listening to the mix, you're like paying attention to every single thing. Yeah. yeah. But if you let it go for a while and you listen to it back, a couple like I've, I've been listening to like our earlier songs. We have four songs out, but you know, our first song we recorded probably like about a year ago. Yeah. I've been listening to that now and like it just sounds so like how it's supposed to sound, you know? Yeah. Where no, if I would have been listening to it like a week after recording it, I would have been like, oh no, this is fucking weird. This is weird. This yeah, is weird. yeah. You know? Yeah, because you're in like hyper analysis mode. Yeah, where yeah, it's, yeah. Your too, brain, too you've trained your brain to just try and pick things yeah. out I do the way. same thing with uh, um, I do I do a lot of street art uh, chalk art murals things like that like 3D stuff and, and um, there's I almost every single time like you can almost count on it um, as I'm doing it I hate everything about it <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I'm done with it I hate it even more and then about three weeks later I'm looking back at my posts on Instagram whatever and I'm like Oh, that was pretty that badass. Pretty that, was pretty, yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah Damn, man. I'm good. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy how important it is to just kind of let like uh, let things go because also yeah. you could also like doing that you will just like keep working on it and over and over do it. You know, you're just like oh yeah. shit like and then it's too noisy, too messy, too much going on. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta like let it just be, man. You know. And, no, and, absolutely. And, live from it. and and something that um, James, the banjo player in our band, says a lot, and he's right. Is you got to let it rest in the yeah. mixing process you've got to be like you got to leave it alone for a bit and then you know leave it for like a week and then come back and listen yeah. to it it's for that exact reason because because otherwise you're you're still kind of listening to it in this weird way you know what i mean yeah. you've got to get that fresh fresh what's that, ears what's on that it. saying that uh uh you know, a song, a song is never finished; it's just abandoned. Yeah, wow. yeah. And yeah. I found Sick. out I recently that that was a ri- uh, who, it was Leonardo da Vinci said it. Oh, so it was about artwork. Yeah, which yeah. makes complete sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Because I say I'm that like I say though. that like three times a week, and and um, and then Corey, the, one of the guys who works here at LMC, he told me it was Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, I never finish a painting, and then and you know and. I just get frustrated and stop, and then yeah. it's just done. <laughs> yeah. You know what's cool is that so uh, a couple, a couple like a couple bands ago, I wrote this one song and I abandoned it like that. I was just like, oh, it's whatever. But it's actually a song that we brought back to Young Cassidy now. Nice. Took the idea of it, the skeleton, and just made it something completely new. Yeah. It's like, damn, that song just was dormant for. Yeah. years you yeah. know and we were able to just like okay i haven't heard this in forever i can see what was good about it even though i hated it at the time and we now it's one of our songs that are out so it's crazy yeah, yeah. sick how do you guys find the like the florida punk scene like a, a um would you say this what and music scene in general would you say that like have you got any sort of comments on it like is it have you found it welcoming you know 100 percent. it's crazy because that's like, awesome I was uh I've been doing music forever. I kind of stopped for like ten years because I'm a, I'm a videographer as well. Right. Once I started like I picked up video work from being in a band. I met a dude. He showed me a camera. I started shooting stuff, and then the homies in band started being like, "Dude, I'll throw you a hundred bucks for like a video." And I was like, "What the fuck? Like what? That's sick!" <laughs> and that just opened my my eye to that. Where I was like, you know, I was kind of jaded about music for a while, and then I was like, "Damn, this is cool because I can still be artistic, but make some money." Yeah. Once I did that, then, um, you know, I stopped for a long time. And I had been part of, like, the whole Miami, like, Churchill scene, and all that, which was really sick at the time. But for some reason, it always felt a little, like, what's the word? Like, you know, like, it, it wasn't as friendly, you know? When I got right. back into it, like, 10 years later, a year ago, 
uh, we got we got welcomed in really really good, man. Like nice. I mean, the the homies, I mean, they've been on here, Billy Doom. Yeah, I didn't even know these dudes. They just had heard some of our stuff and like DM'd us, and we're like, dude, we like what you guys are doing. Like, here's a list of shows that you could just like jump right on, and like they basically kind of grandfathered us into the scene and nice. every single band that we've met in the community like now i would say like uh, like lauderdale higher because miami's a little dud right now has been like so sick and it's it's shocking nice. my my answer to him was like what's the catch like yeah, why are you yeah. doing this it's like dude we just want to build a scene like you know yeah yeah, yeah totally. same same reason you guys are doing this yeah. too you know it's it's all about that yeah 100 percent. yeah i think they're a great band good guys yeah i was and in a band with andy for a good long time i was gonna say there's been a lot of people on here too a lot of bands that that have that kind of kind of same mindset as billy does you know where um it's like you know ev- everybody wants to climb to the top but there's been a lot of bands on here that are like, why not bring everybody with us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no reason to be up there alone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's not a competition. It's a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely yeah, think there's, sure. a, there's a really cool shift going on, especially with like that, the sound of all our bands in general, man. Like it's, you know, just like a history repeats itself. Like it was dead for a while and then it gets mm-hmm. picked back up. And yeah. like, I think we're just like in a good movement, especially like here in South Florida. You know what? I agree. And I, and honestly everything that we've been sort of working towards um with with trying to promote stuff on here it's nice it's nice to see that that there's a that you know that there is a bit of a music scene flourishing and i i very much you know i have no idea what part we play in that if any at all but it's just nice to see you know what i mean it's super nice you guys definitely play a part in it 100 man (laughs) well i'll tell you what it's nice to see because that was that was why we started doing this yeah. in the first place you know that, that's what it's all about um so yeah um there's a lot of kind of uh talk of uh of like sort of substance abuse and stuff like that in your songs do you have any uh anything to say about that that side of your lyrics yeah it's definitely it's just it i mean i gotta for myself i'm speaking like uh yeah. it's uh it's a it's it's a it's a it's a battle i haven't won yet gotcha. you know but but what's cool about it is that it's give, it gives me a lot of a lot of our songs. If you hear them, you know there are a lot of them are about like just being down and out, which I have been for a long time. Yeah. And music, this band especially, like pulled me out of that, and also gave me an avenue to write these songs about those dark times, which is a, a great like uh, method of like help like for uh, sure it's like rehabilitation. Yeah. Where you're Absolutely. like, dude, like you know, yes, these are issues I have, and I'm still dealing with them. But when you put them in a song, and if you listen to our lyrics, especially when it comes to like stuff like substance abuse. They're always trying to represent like this is yes this is a problem I have but it's something I'm trying to get out of you know yeah everything good with, everything's fine with moderation I have a kind of a difficult situation with it so so I definitely explore sometimes I have bad lows and I write a song about it and then I have yeah. times where I'm just completely clean and I write a song about that you know but the the musical journey has helped me out with it yeah no it's it's helped me out with it too man you know it's been important for me that that it's been very therapeutic I. I hear that. And it's a nice way to just, you know, they always say you feel better about something if you just say it out loud, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And writing a song about it is saying it out loud super loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about it, too, is that, which which I didn't I didn't see coming, but was, uh, yeah, I wrote these songs about my specific stories, but, like, to see people that are going through similar things reacting to those songs, and then now these songs are, like, a, like a life force for them, you know, where, like, I've had kids come out to shows and be like, dude, like, that song is literally word by word what I feel yeah. every day, you know? And that's a cool thing, too, because not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping other people that yeah. are just like, dude, I'm there with you, man, you know? Maybe I haven't won the battle yet, 
yeah. maybe I'm in a bad, dark place with it, but like, you're here. There's a fucking song about it. We could play it in the car, and like, you know, that that's always a, a great feeling. Absolutely. Would you? Who would you say that like um, when it comes to writing these songs? Uh, what did you have any kind of specific sort of influences? Um, I mean, I I can hear them in the music, but I'm really just asking for people watching and listening. Like, who would you say that your biggest musical influences are? So the so my whole thing like the re, the way I got into punk rock music was I'm a skateboarder, right? Like that's yeah. my yeah. my first passion forever was skateboarding and skateboarding. When you watch the uh, skate video, always had like you know like some the element of skateboarding and punk rock is so together, right? Sure. So all these skate videos had like the dopest punk songs in it, and that was kind of like where I I got into it, and those are my biggest influences. And then I say I say this all the time, but then the, the game Tony Hawk came out, right? Yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and like dude, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one especially arguably has the best soundtrack of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a defined sound. I don't even know if it's an argument. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, dude, it's such a defined sound of, like, a generation. And, like, I was just, like, boom. Like, the day I got that game, dude, I went to a Pizza Hut not wanting to go. And remember when they would give out free uh, demos for play for PlayStation that had, like, one level? Yeah. I was at this Pizza Hut. My parents made me go. I was like, man, I don't even want to fucking be here. This fuck, this waitress look, came up to me. She's like, "You look like you're having a bad day. Here's a here's a free sample of this video game." I was like, "I don't even know what skating was, dude. I grew up in Nicaragua, which is a whole other thing." So I I went home. I popped in the, the game. Dude, my my life changed that day. Yeah. Not just because of the boarding, but also the music. So influentially, like if you hear Cassidy, I think the most influential thing to me wasn't a specific band; it was a specific sound. And yeah. to me, it's that. It's just like Tony Hawk Pro Skater kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, cool. All and right. it's cool because I've got it. I've like, I've I've aimed for that, and like people have came out to shows and be like, "Dude, you guys sound like you should be on a, a, a Tony Hawk soundtrack." That's my favorite compliment of all time. Yeah. <laughs> when people say it, I'm like, "Yes, we fucking nailed it." Like, yeah, sick. sick. Yeah. No, that's it, man. It's it. it it's good stuff. It's ballsy punk rock. Yeah, man. I'm really into it. Um, so when it comes to sort of promoting the band and your social media presence and all that kind of stuff who's dealing with all that stuff we all dabble with it really yeah 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 Yeah. Um, what works is also that like I'm a a videographer yeah so that cuts a lot of costs yeah because I'm like shooting videos all the time for the band you know stuff that you'd have to like go out and pay for you know sure it's cool because video work and music it's peanut butter and jelly you know what I mean yeah yeah and uh, so I do a lot of that stuff. But then Mikey also he he's really he's really capable of all that stuff too. So he runs it as well. Yeah, nice. So when you're doing the um, the video stuff, because I, I kind of run into the same thing. You know, I do photography and video and stuff myself. But I always find I always find that I'm having to get somebody else to do stuff for us because you know not the editing necessarily, but the shooting and stuff. Because yes. it's you know obviously it's hard for me to be playing a stand up bass and holding a camera. But yeah. how do you how do you handle that? Do you, I mean, do you do you usually just put a couple cameras out on, on tripods or what do you do? No, I'll, I'll do like, I'll, I'll hire a shooter and, uh, but like the shooter's rate will usually be, let's say he'll be a shooter editor, but I'll be like, all right, like what's just your shooting rate? Just your shooting rate. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. then I'll take the footage and I'll just put it together myself. Yeah. You know? And, but being in the business of like the video world, I have a lot of homies that do that, you know? So it's always kind of like, oh, like, dude, I'm working with good people all the rate. time. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is my homie. Like, I know you should good, shoot good. So uh, they hook it up, you know, and it's yeah, also nice. like bargaining system because a lot of times, a lot of the, people that are artists, dude, they a lot of times are not just like they dabble in all sorts of art. So a lot of sure, musicians right. do video, and a lot of videographers do music yeah, as totally. well. Yeah, totally, absolutely. You know, so I'll be like, dude, I'll, I'll shoot 
I'll shoot a video for you, you shoot one for me, and like you know, we make it work, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. The cool thing about editing yourself is that I can take all the bad shots of me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if somebody turns something in, you're like, oh shit, I didn't like, I didn't like that shot. Like it's a, it's a dope cinematic shot, but I, I might not like like. I don't know. There was something on my face. You know what I mean? Something yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. But I like when I'm editing my own stuff, I'm just like, whoop, whoop. So I make myself look great. <laughs> that happens yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have a girl that does uh, uh, like all our social media and stuff, and she'll come out to shows and she'll take uh, she'll take little, little snippets of video and stuff for the um, for like the stories, the Instagram stories and stuff, and she'll take photographs. And and she does. Shout out to Danielle. I mean, she does an amazing job with her social media, but like. You know, she'll take these these amazing shots, but like you said, like you know, there might be a shot where like I'm just like in a weird position, yeah, or it's like yeah. you know, just like oh man, I wish that gut was like not right Yo, that yeah. shot right there. But like the and framing I'm like, is I'm amazing. Like, Damn yeah. It. Yeah. 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 What's cool too is that it's it's actually helping my my business out because uh, by meeting a lot of musicians and I've I've basically done all the Young Cassidy videos that are out now, but by meeting a lot of musicians, they're stoked on them and they're just being like, yo, like who shot that? And I could be like, oh, it was me. And I'm starting to get gigs with it. Like, so I just yeah. did, like, Billy Dune's about to release a music video probably, like, in a month, and I, I, I shot the video. Oh, you did? I've seen some of the, a little bit of the Yeah, it, it was cool, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So that's always cool, because I could see that being, like, a thing where I'm like, yeah, like, I'm, we're on tour together. I have a camera. We're, like, on a two-day off. Like, why don't we just go shoot a music video, you know, and get it done? Yeah, yeah nice. So it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you're right, you know, you're, with the peanut butter and jelly thing, it's it, it's just another another yeah. kind of art form, and... and um, and a bunch of people, you know, the the people who are helping me put my music t- video together um, in Spread the Dub, you know? Yeah, yeah so. which is uh, connected. See, all those dudes, are, we're yeah. all so interconnected, man. It's really exactly. cool. Exactly, yeah, yeah. There are so many, so many musicians that I have on social media that... Um, that I know them from the music scene, but you know, in their in their profile pictures and stuff, they're all holding cameras and stuff. There's like yeah. so many of them: I mean, Meg yeah. and Hunter and, and Jacob, Jake, and yeah. like it's just, just so many of them. It's, it's crazy. crazy. The, the funny thing is that too, like the reason I got into into the band again was because I was shooting a lot of music videos, which is an amazing art, you know. But I had like that part of me that was like, damn, like I like I love, I'm jealous of what they're doing. Want to be on the other side? Yeah, of the I was camera. like, I miss yeah. doing that, you know, and like great yeah. bands. And I was like, fuck, you know what? I'm gonna give it a try one more time. Like, why not? You know? And no, that's kind of how this all started again. So, yeah, how'd you guys all get together? How'd you all meet? So, we've um, all been playing music forever. Yeah, it, most of the our relationship started decades ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Which is really cool, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's just a question of like, um, w- w- one of you guys was was like, let's start a band, and then just kind of did yeah. it. Yeah, Alex had moved to Lauderdale. I had just I was in California for a while. Like that was you know it didn't work. It didn't pan out for me. So I came back and I was just like, there's something about that in the song. I, re- I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, you know, I was I kind of had hit a plateau artistically. Where I was like, you know, I was on a down, and I was like, man, I don't even know like who the fuck I am anymore. Like you know, like, and that made me think. Like, I was like, when was the last time I was like in a good place and all it kept coming to me was just like playing music man like i, yeah, I, yeah. I miss doing that you know yeah, yeah. so i i was like why not you know like it's, it had been 10 years i was out of the game people knew me as like the video guy you know yeah so when i when i started this whole thing people were like what i didn't even, like my to my girlfriend like i've dated her for like a long time right and uh seven years and she was like i didn't even know you played music ah, that's <laughs> awesome. and i was like what like and now she's like what the fuck like that's crazy so <laughs> so for a while I was jaded and I found music again. I hit up Alex. He had he had moved to Lauderdale. We had played in a band together before. And I was like, dude, I have an idea for this. I know we're all a little bit older now, but would you be down to go? Yeah. And he yeah. was like, yeah. And then we played this house party. 
I had known Mikey for a while because he's OG. He's been playing in bands forever, but he was kind of not playing for for a while as well. And he saw us at a show, and he was like, he calls me, and he's like, hey, man, I noticed that you guys do not have a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guy. And I was like... Let me do it. I was like, you're in, dude. And Just, I was... Yeah. When I called him that night, I was like a little bit worried because I was like, well, I hope that he says yes. But... Because I haven't talked to him in a little bit. Right, And yeah. I was worried. Yeah, but yeah. he was just like, I can't believe you called me. There's something about what's going on right now. This is this this makes sense, man. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah. I also knew Mikey's work ethic. I, I had shot a video for his band before. And I just knew that he had like that. Because there was two things that I knew I wanted for sure when it came to doing this again. And it was just like... I'd rather like somebody that doesn't play that well but has like the drive and like yeah. desire oh, for it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was a mistake that I'm sure we've all made in yeah, our past. Yeah. Where like you you're like you know, you got these dudes and yeah, they might be sick players and stuff. Not to, obviously Mike is an amazing player, so I just won the lottery there, but they might be sick dudes, but they're just like not there, you know, like yeah, oh yeah. like and I was like, No, nah, dude, that that's that's an easy cancer like for a band. Like I've been there and I just want people that are like gonna give this as much as I'm willing to give it. Yeah. When Mikey called me I already knew how he worked in bands, and I was like, he was like, you think I can try? I was like, no, nah, you're in. Yeah. I was yeah, like, you're, cool. you're in, dude. Yeah. I know I know how you go, dude. Yeah, and yeah. Was, yeah. And that's exactly right. And I say it on this podcast all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about the person, you know. You you can learn how to play an instrument, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you can't teach someone to, like, not be a dick. Well, you got to right. have, <laughs> have that chemistry. You know, you got to have that chemistry. People got to be able to, um, you know, see you on stage and see that you guys are all, all, all clicking with each other and that and that it's a you know it's a family up there man yeah, you know yeah, if they sure. if they look up there and they're like man you know you're sick on the vocals and you're shredding and what but you're all a bunch of dicks like yeah, nobody's gonna want to see you guys exactly. you know? <laughs> it's just the way it is yeah, yeah. and also like each each person represents like the 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 family in general you know so if you have yeah. like one dude that's an asshole but he's out there being like oh i'm part of that yeah and everybody's gonna be like that band's probably a bunch of fucking assholes well listen um on that note i think it would be a great time for us to hear you play a couple of tunes how does that sound i'm down for let's that. do it all right <laughs> let's do it I fucked up, got caught by my girlfriend She walked in on me in the basement Getting high again Well I'm ashamed and I can't pay my rent Cause every dollar that I make Gets snorted up in vain But I can't waste another day or night Gotta get myself right You see I've been told That I'm a junkie That I'm a loser Bad news They're not lies So give me some time That I will When she's not around If I don't kick this now I'll end up six feet underground I'll clear my head and start over again Go back to memories When I was a better friend And I can't waste another 
This is Ben from 561 Music. We are a local music podcast that is completely designed to promote and um, shed light on local music. And if you would like to be a part of that, we're looking for sponsors. So um, you could have your ads in the episode and in all the show notes. And we'll, we will read you bespoke ads or you can 
write your own ads yourselves. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us at 561 Music Podcast on the socials or www.561music.com. We'd love it if you got in touch. Thanks a lot. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day -day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, so we just listened to an ad for Live Music Community. Uh, it's where we're sitting right now. So um, I wondered if you have any advice for upcoming musicians. And why don't we just go around the table and start over here? 
shit, man. Honestly, <laughs> like, um, no pressure. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, nah, man. If I, if honestly, like, if I could give, even give myself advice, like growing up, like the the best thing is just to to practice, practice, and never stop learning. Like, never stop learning. If it, like, for me, anytime that I thought that I knew yeah right like no way like I, there is so much more I mean I've been playing guitar for about 15 years now and still like there's still so many things that I need to learn and you know um, like you know just anything like that just trying to build your knowledge as much as possible and yeah. practice it as much as possible yeah. like you know so um, but yeah that would be uh, I guess the best advice that I could give an up and coming musician for sure nice. Yeah. Good advice. What about you, Mike? I have a few, but I'll just say one, and it is to be open-minded about music in general, different yeah. genres, different influences. Um, at my age now, I'm happy that my mind expanded, but yeah. and I know it's hard when you're younger. Yeah. You're very close-minded, and you, you got your clique and, and your homies and and the stuff you love and everything else sucks. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. You know, um, be open-minded. Give yeah. things a chance and it'll change It'll change everything, you know? Because in the future, you're going to find different things that open up and doors, opportunities, people you meet, and you want to be prepared, you yeah. know? And it's yeah. always good. It, it helps. It helps everything in the long run. That's absolutely so. true. That's absolutely true. You know, just um, I think the, the the concept that that like whole sections of music could just be sort of written off as bad is is you know it's, it's small minded. There's 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 good and bad music in just just about every stream of you know like a, a, any direction you could go in in music, and um, and yeah, I did a classical music degree. I don't even use it that much anymore. But, you know, but yeah. I, been around the block in terms of music myself and I 100% agree with that yeah 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 what about you Alex I would say start as early as you can practice practice never settle and like what Mikey said listen to everything I listen to so many different types of music yeah open your mind up yeah absolutely what about you Ralph yeah I'd have to agree I think that the most important thing is just to be true to like what you like what you want to do you know like what you yeah. what you feel you know because the last thing you want to do is just like play something just because somebody said it's cool you know yeah you gotta play like what comes what comes from your heart like with us like when when we started Cassidy I was just like I'm not aiming for anything I'm aiming for what comes out of my heart you know and I think that when you're young that's hard to do because you have so many like influences coming from everywhere but if you just stick true to like what you want to do you're gonna the most pure music is gonna come out, you know. Yeah, and, and that's yeah, what makes sure, that's what makes something sure. original, you know, yeah. just to, to be out of your soul. And the other thing too is just like, even if you're not young, you know, just do it because there's no age limit to music. You know, the one thing cool, the cool thing about art is that like, you can do it for life. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter like what age you are, and even if you're like, I don't know, man, you could be 70 years old. You pick up a guitar, and it's I know it's intimidating, especially now with social media. Like you get online and everybody's an amazing you know but, yeah but it's still not going to be you you know you everybody has something to say everybody has something to express and yeah it's going to be original in some sort of way as long as you keep true to yourself i agree with that i find a lot of peace in that actually i you know that that's something that i really love about it is that there's no uh, 
it's like the blessing and the curse of it because there's no end point you know it's just yeah. like, you know, it becomes who you are you know yeah. what I mean exactly yeah. and then you'll find your sound like we had no idea what our sound was gonna be and like now it's like oh shit like it's starting to feel like curated that's the back to like you asked me about the band name the band name at first had no meaning you know it was just like what does this mean and now when I think of Young Cassidy it means us you know yeah, dude. and that's always a really cool feeling to like see see like something come into fruition like that where it's like this is this is we're creating something you know it's yeah. it's unique and it's ours yeah you I, just you just said something a minute ago about you know it's like who you are or whatever but i i don't even know where i saw it but just recently i saw something that said um art and music is not what you do it's it's who you are yeah yeah it's yeah. the thing i posted a couple uh, yeah, of days yeah, ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 and it's i mean that is 100 percent true 100 percent true. true i'm pretty sure everybody sitting at this table is a lifer man yeah we're doing for life. yeah yeah i wish i wasn't but. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other conversation right i, there, but I keep true. trying to quit the band <laughs> ben, won't, ben won't let me so, <laughs> so that's funny man um yeah, um, could you tell us a little bit about what the songs that we just heard are about? Yeah, so uh, the first song that we played is called Bad News. It's the first song we ever wrote, and that song has to do a lot with, like, substance abuse because before I was playing uh, with these guys, you know, I was kind of just, like, vagabonding around, just doing a lot of stupid shit, a lot of drugs and stuff, and a lot of people that thought I had potential when I was younger started giving up on me, you know? Yeah. They were just like, oh, man, like, you know, this is the guy that could have been something, but he's just lost, you know, and... And I felt that. I felt that from, like, my family. I felt that from friends, you know. And uh, when I wrote that song, it was pretty much like a redemption song where I was like, yeah, maybe I'm having a, a bad time right now. But if you listen to the lyrics, yeah, maybe I'm having a bad time right now. But don't give up on me because I have a lot, I have a lot of more to give. And Yeah, and it I, comes across really, really well. It's, it's yeah. one of those songs well where you, you, can, you, can, you understand what it's about the first time you hear it. You know, it's yeah, very well thanks, written. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. And I, that was an important one for me because, like, just from like you know, and that the like, funny thing about songs like that and are the, some of the best musicians they can't come out that genuine unless you're like in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can go, you can go yeah. try to make a song about something that you're not really feeling just because it's a cool topic. It's not gonna come across. But if you just do it because you're actually going through a situation like that, whatever the situation may be, like you know, you're just your heart's gonna be on there. You know, and yeah. I feel like that song really captured that time in my life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of the songs that spoke to me the most. Like it was one of the first songs that I heard, like entering this band, and like you know, like you said, like it's something that he's going through. But like for me, like. I, I could say I, I was going through the exact same thing. It yeah. really spoke to me, yeah. like, a lot. So, yeah, man, it's like, um, but, yeah, it's like, like, how you say, man, just if it comes from the heart, that's just, yeah. it's going to speak not yeah. only to you but to everybody. Yeah, so, I have a lot of respect for people who can write music that doesn't come from the heart because I just don't really know how to do that. Do so. it, right? <laughs> like, the dude that's, like, writing Britney Spears hits is, like, yeah. li like he's, like, a, he's listening to, like, Slipknot. Like, you know, he's just a badass writer. Like, and yeah, there is people yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, totally. For yeah. sure. Yeah, not me, though. And then the other song, as much as we try, you know, we, we write, most of our songs do have, like, kind of, like, a deep meaning to them, but we do, we do, we're a pop punk band, so we do like to have, like, songs that are, you know, fun and just kind of, like, yeah, you know they don't have to be all like this dramatic ass thing you know so closer you know it's just a song about like I'll do anything to be with that one girl that I might have fucked up the relationship with you know and like sure. I'll go pretty far to do things for you you know Yeah. so yeah. we definitely try to you know have a little bit of both like you know songs that are really deep and, and come from somewhere but 
then it's, then again, sometimes you just want to have fun, you know? Yeah, like yeah. This thing is long about to go. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun seeing you guys play. Um, you know, after seeing you guys do the show down south in Miami, and you guys had like unbelievable energy, and it was just it was ridiculous. And then to see you guys like strip down acoustic like that, that, that was cool, man. That was a treat. That's crazy because so, I'm so yeah. So I got I got to ask, like, are, are, any plans for like an acoustic show? One hundred percent. Hell yeah, 100%. dude! I would we love have, to see that. We have one coming up. Actually, uh, it's something that I I definitely was interested in doing. I'm terrified of it. Because yeah. when you have, like, your band and it's, and it's, like, you know, like, this thing that you know how to yeah, do. Man. You're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sure. know, like, it's 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 a lot easier. Yeah. But, like, dude, just right there, I was like, oh, man, like, this is a different feeling, yeah. you know. But I do think there's two things about it. One, when you do have an acoustic set and these songs, as much as they're, like, punk songs, they are pop songs. Mm. So they can transfer really well to acoustic. Yeah. And you also can, like, really focus on, like, lyricism and stuff like that. You know, people can really, like, hear the details of, like, the emotion going on behind the vocals and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a good, it's a good sign when it translates well to acoustic, you know? Yeah. It means it's been put together properly. A good song should be able to be played in any any kind of form, you know? Yeah, I could, yep. If it was up to Alex, all these songs would be country songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? oh, but, yeah, great. we definitely have some acoustic stuff coming up, you know? We're excited on that. And it's also another good thing about it is... It's a good way to, for me personally to practice my vocals, you know, because yeah. I don't have to just be like, I can't hide behind the instruments. It's like, does yeah. this guy really know how to sing? Let's, yeah. let's, let's test it out. No, you have a really unique voice. It sounds great. Yeah, it was and really good. In the acoustic situation, it sounds really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so why don't we take a, we, we got a, we got a pedal we're going to take a look at of, um, of, of mics. Um, why don't we take a look at that? What's going on with this? That's the Red Rider. Yeah, it is. Nice. For, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, from Wonder Effects. Um, what yeah. does it do? It makes my bass tone sound magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I figured you guys were ta- asked about if there was any effects or you know special gear that we kind of use, and I just got this pedal like a month ago, and I love it. So I figured I'd tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's made in Michigan, United States. Um, there's an awesome guy called Nick Diener. He played in a band called The Swellers. Um, and he builds all these pedals by hand. And this one specifically had a killer tone that I heard. And I'm all about sporting cool dudes. And um, I had emailed him, telling him a little bit about what I was trying to go for. And he was super kind. Kind of gave me some direction. And I picked a Red Rider, um, and That's I love it. That's got in touch with the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so his band was signed to fucking Atlantic, Fueled by Ramen oh, type yeah. of thing. You know, they were doing it for real. Yeah. But he's just like us, you know. He's down to earth. He's a DIYer, um, clearly, you know. And he transitioned yeah. out of music into building pedals, and he just... He just launched his guitar company, which is also called Wonder Guitars. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm all about shouting out good people who yeah. come from the punk scene. Nice. You know, and uh, this pedal's cool. So I is love it, it. it, the way you use it, do you use it like with heavy distortion or does it just give a bit of grit on there? Like? Yeah, it just kind of like um, f- flavored the flavor the sound with it. Gotcha. I don't really push it hard. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of capabilities. You could play it, use it on guitar if you wanted to, too. Nice. Um, those, those sort of low-gain um, 
overdrive pedals um, they're just my favorite type of pedals I've, 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 I just bought my I don't know like my 10th one or something like that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of it can pedals. get addicting yeah, for so sure Ben has um, a pedal problem for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah so we play with some of these bands and I'm like dude I don't even know what half this shit does man it's cool too there's a lot of good companies coming from like smaller smaller businesses and stuff yeah. like that you know and they're made by musicians with true love you know yeah. and like we live in a world where a lot of shit is just fabricated for numbers you right. know what yeah. I mean? Everything is just yeah, put out. More and more so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what have you guys got coming up? Is there anything people should know about in terms of like, you know, shows, recordings? Oh hell yeah. Like well that? we got our we got our first revolution show coming up Sick. September twenty nice. first with our homies and Billy. That's that's cool for us because uh I mean we all grew up going to Revolution seeing like some of our favorite some of our favorite acts out there. So just to be on that stage is gonna be cool. We're opening for Guttermouth. Which, oh, that's back right. to Tony Hawk Pro Skater, they were on the soundtrack, so that's like, I'm so stoked on that. I 1983 playing that show as well. Yeah, 1983 is yeah. playing as yeah. well, yeah, and they're yeah. sick. They're actually on the tour with them for yeah. most of the Florida dates, which I was like, dude, that's so sick. Yeah, that's why That's why I wondered, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're stoked on that, and then we... So it's Billy Doom, you guys, 1983, and Gutter Mouth? Yep. What a that's show. That's the lineup right there, man. Yeah, damn, be, man. We're yeah. stoked on that, man. You guys gotta come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it sounds like it. We gotta get Gutter Mouth on the Passing Through episode. Yeah, yeah, they're passing through. Awesome, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, I, I'm prefer- surprised. Like they're still like they're they're out there doing it for years, man. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So we got that, and then we were working on a West Coast tour right now. Really though, we're just trying to like focus on putting music out. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know? Like, yeah, we we play all around the air, the places and stuff, but I just don't want to oversaturate the same areas. Yeah. So uh, we're trying to just get out, you know, see if we can, like, we did a, a, a little uh, East Coast tour with the Billy Dudes, and that was that was a good time. It was, like, ten of us stuck in a van. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, we ended up, like, like, like missing each other, so, you know, it worked out. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, the yeah, day yeah. after this, after the, when the tour was over, I was, like, texting all the homies, like, I kind of miss, like, just smelling your sweat next to me <laughs> in the van. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's we, uh, awesome. I do, uh, I, I do, I don't do it as often anymore, but I used to do these, uh, um, these events for the chalk drawings and the 3D stuff and everything, and um, so I would I would go away somewhere and I you know have all these just just like you guys have all these musician friends I would have all these art friends that were from all over the country all over the world really and we would meet at these events and then do these events together same thing man like you know like Monday would roll around it'd be the last day and then Tuesday we'd all fly home and like Tuesday night everybody's texting each other messages so like oh man I, I miss you yeah. <laughs> yeah. we call it, we call it the art hangover they, so. <laughs> ah, that's perfect it's weird to come back home after like a because he- you know like touring life is hectic dude like yeah. you're always just on so to come back home and I'm sure like huge musicians uh, go through this where like you come home and everything's so still yeah you yeah. know and you're like what the fuck do i do now you know oh yeah no i can relate to that that's for sure it's such a switch you know and mm-hmm. then and you we're, just can't wait to get back october. on the road we are going away in october oh yeah, shit yeah, yeah. Fun, yeah. doing a whole southeast uh uh florida georgia uh alabama Tennessee, North Carolina, and I think South Carolina. Oh, that's, oh, nice. wow. yeah. that's that's a run right there. Sick. Yeah, that's yeah, be it'll sick, be about two dude. weeks. Yeah, yeah, we really want to get out to the West Coast, man. You know, there's there's good stuff going on out there. So yeah, it just it's it, the only shitty part about Florida is that we're just so like removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I think about that a lot. Just to leave the state is like nine hours. Dude, yeah, you know? it's crazy. It's crazy. We talk about that all the time. We're like. You know, you leave the state and it's nine hours. So it's 20 hours to drive to New York, but it's nine just to get out of Florida. Yeah, so so exactly. in another 11 hours, you can cross like 15 states, yeah. you know, yeah. it's crazy. Where if you're in New York, you know, like Philly's right there, Baltimore, you could like yeah. tackle a lot of scenes and like, yeah. 
a very close knit uh, facility. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. Is it a little frustrating? Well, that's. I mean, that's part of why we're doing. You know, in this tour, you know, we're we're not really playing South Florida. We're playing Jacksonville is our only Florida date up north. Um, because then we can hit all these other states in a matter of days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yep. Every day we could hit like a different place. And then know? Europe is like, you're hitting countries every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, we're doing, we're doing Europe next year too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, UK you, got, you guys are packed up, man. Yeah, we, want, cool. we definitely want to get on that. Yeah, yeah playing Europe is a lot of fun. And for, you know, punk, playing punk and you play these places that are squats but then but they're nice like in yeah. places like in places like holland and, and and the czech republic and things like that and and austria it's like oh you'll be staying at a squat and you think to yourself oh god what's it going to be like and you get there and it is just it's like Man, luxurious it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they set it up they know what's up yeah like, exactly yeah yeah also like i just i love playing like places that look like shit like i don't yeah, know I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with it one because i could just climb everything and they don't give a fuck yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. but two it's just like there's a lot of places that look like shit but sound amazing yeah. and i'd rather that 100 percent than like a place that like is so beautiful but then the sound is just like oh, you know yeah, yeah totally. well, we were talking about before the show you know you need to be getting yourself a uh a uh, wireless mic, oh, man. Because you know, when I saw you, and everybody's telling me that that's pretty much your show every time. You know, you're walking around and you're walking out into the crowd, and you've got this trailing cable. <laughs> I thought somebody was going to kill themselves because it was. I mean, it was a pretty good crowd moshing and jumping around and everything. I thought for sure somebody was going to trip over that cable. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what happened? We played a we played the show at Tough Times, which is like a. You know, yeah. it's kind of like our mothership. Like, we love those dudes out there. Like, yeah. Chalo takes care of us really well. Been there a few times, man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just love venues that are run by, like, a, like a music lover, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you could tell just when, like, that place is just, like, this guy loves what he's doing. So, like, usually I'll be like, yo, dude, like, is it cool I get on top of the bar all this shit? But I, 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 was, I was just in my thing, and the cable, everybody had drinks on the bar. Uh, and my cable just like, poof, 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 like just fucking <laughs> dropping dude and I was just like yo like I'll pay for everybody's drink whatever he's like nah man it looked cool I was like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really punk fun. rock right there man. yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's <just> sick <laughs> and what we got coming up Hector we've got uh, a few gigs I looked at them earlier and now I've forgotten we, we got this, um, this weekend we've got Carson, yeah. Carson's Tavern on Saturday yeah I love playing that place man up in yeah. Stewart yeah, me too. Yeah, I love and, playing that and, place. Um, to sort of reverse a little bit, we've got Twisted Trunk on Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This will be our second time there. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, if anyone's planning on coming out to a show, come and see us at Twisted Trunk because um, we're going to, I'm going to record it and have and Danielle's going to be videoing it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Be so good, but if you want to, if you want to be in a Kilbilly's live video, be social, in our social media feed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, and then James and I are from three to six on Saturday playing at the Square Grouper. Square Grouper, yeah. yeah, 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 nice. You guys got a packed calendar, man. Every weekend, man. That's every sweet. weekend. But it's like it's like you were talking about earlier. You know, you don't want to saturate the scene. So for us, it's a little bit different. So because we play, um, we play a lot of original stuff, but we also play a lot of covers. So oh, so we play every weekend. You know, usually Friday, Saturday, sometimes more than that. Sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and. Um, but they're like the three-hour gigs, four-hour gigs where yeah. We're, yeah. we're playing a lot of covers and stuff, and then just we're just throwing in every you know every original we can wherever yeah, we can, you know, there, yeah. yeah, 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 which is always fun. It's a way of doing it, you know. I think some, it's does does it sort of is it necessarily the best way to go about sort of presenting yourself to the world and and in terms of people viewing you as an original band? No, but it, it by the same token, you know, we it. 
we can live as musicians by doing yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, That's yeah, the yeah dream. we're making money. So yeah. 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 At the end yeah. of the day, there's no av- there's no like cool thing about art is that there's no like path, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you find your way to do it. And if this way works for some people, this way works for other people. Yeah. It is what it is. You know? Yeah. yeah you're just splatting on a page, man. Like. Mm-hmm. There's there's no direction and, and there's no rules which I love because I was never good at fucking following rules. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to uh, to another band this week um, that uh, same same situation like you were saying um, they in the last year they've played a ton of shows down here in South Florida and they've toured a lot too but they've done a ton of shows down here in South Florida and they feel like you know they're just an original band and they feel like they've kind of saturated the area with their music and so they're going to take like the next year off from local shows and just focus on touring. And then so that when they come back in a year, people will be like, Oh, I missed you. (laughs) It's crazy. Cause uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, but we get a lot of offers from bands to, to play like the, like the same kind of couple areas. Sure. And and I'm like, dude, I hate saying no to people, you know? So when I'm always like, Oh fuck, like I, you know, we just played propaganda like a week ago, like probably not best to do it. Like, the next week, you know, and yeah. I'm always like, fuck, I hate it. Cause like, I want to play with all the bands. I want to play with like all these new people, especially when like somebody hits you up on a DM to be like, yo, I like what you're doing. Dude. I would love to like be a part yeah. of your thing. Yeah. You don't want to be like, nah, man, like I just play there, you know, I yeah. want to play with you. Maybe just not there right now, you know? Yeah. So I always have a, tr- I always have a, a little bit of trouble saying no to people. And it's no, just I get like, it, man. fuck man, maybe like some next time, you know, mm-hmm. I'm terrible at saying no. It's like yeah, dude, five, five, and, and, and it was up to me, dude. I love playing. Like we all love playing yeah. shows. Yeah. So I would be playing a show every, every, day if i could you know yeah. yeah but sometimes it's better to just kind of step back like you know focus like i said on like making music mm-hmm. and then just kind of come deliver it yeah, when it's you gotta time. be yeah. sensible about it you're right absolutely and you guys have a single coming out soon too right yeah we have a we have a single that we wrote coming out it's called paranoid it's about just being in a weird fucking state of mind <laughs> and, and it's a bopper man we're stoked on that one you know nice one yeah yeah cool awesome um so is there anything we need to tell everybody before um, we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, like, uh, official stuff about uh, about the festival, but just, uh, you know, just, at, you know, the, those that know us and know that we've done a, a 561 Music Festival uh, the last two years running, um, this is our third year of the podcast, and we will be doing another 561 Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I believe the target is somewhere in April, and we'll, we'll release that at some point once we get all the details and everything locked in. But we are actively working on it as of right now. We yeah, are, we're starting to uh, look at the roster and try to figure out bands. We're trying to figure out – there's a few things that might be a little bit different this year that might be – you know that, that I think are going to be better. Um, once that all that gets locked in and everything, we will uh, we will let the, uh, the fans know. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll start getting some details here. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, and start locking in some bands and start announcing some stuff. I'm excited, man. We gotta get you guys on dude, it. I'm stoked, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, Just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kept. Dude, I I listen to you guys. Oh, I watch you guys stuff all the time, and I love how like you guys just keep it alive. And you get to meet a lot of these bands. You know, you see them at a show. And you hang out with them for a little bit, but you don't get to learn like the depths of them. So every time like I play yeah. with a band and I yeah. see they're on they're on your guys' stuff, I'm like, oh shit! Like we know these dudes. Let me know what they're all yeah, about. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you know what? I that's what the main reason I love doing this is just because of all the people I've 
you spend an hour talking to a group of people, you, yeah. you kind of get to know them. Yeah. 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 Like, like you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really well, that, that and, um, you know, I, I was uh, fortunate enough um, that I had the night off. My son's band, uh, Young Fiction, was playing with you, yeah, with you which, guys. Which, by the way, they're fucking sick. They, I love them. Right. They yeah, love yeah. them. I, I, you know, I have to say that because I'm contractually <laughs> obligated. <laughs> but, but in all reality, if he wasn't my son or he wasn't in the band or whatever, um, which, I don't know, he might not be my son. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a whole other story. Another podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, He's Gavin, my son. Yeah, podcast. yeah. I, I love their stuff, man. I, I, it's so like it's well written and it's and it's fun and it's catchy and it's like yeah, commercially man. like I could hear it like something that would be on the radio. But um, you know, I was fortunate enough to catch you guys because I was at that show um, watching them and stuff, and I was hanging out for the pretty much the whole show. But seeing you guys perform here and stuff, like that's that's my my guilty pleasure of the podcast is like yeah. we're playing all the time so we don't get out as much as we'd like to to see bands you know yeah. there's all these bands that I would like to see that I just don't get a chance to see very often so to have them come in here yeah. get to know them and have a little private performance I'm like oh, yeah I'm all about it man yeah wicked well alright thank you so much for coming in and um, I'd hopefully Come to see you guys soon and hopefully that gut mouse show. September twenty yep. first. That's my yeah, plug. Yeah. Next Thursday. That's a plug in. <laughs> September twenty first, man. Gutter yeah. mouth. Billy Doom, 1983, Young Cassidy. It's gonna be a fun show. I'm gonna have a wireless mic, so don't be scared. Okay. <laughs> we're good to go. That's a Thursday? It's yeah. a Thursday, dude. Oh, hell but, yeah. Yeah. I might be off that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm serious, dude. Let us know. We got, I got y'all tickets for sure. Oh, dude, oh, awesome, sick. Man. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, well peace cool, out. Cool, man. Peace Thank out. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank us. You guys.